Welcome to Talk Therapy CBT, a conversation about educating, helping, and connecting individuals to the world of psychology. This podcast is supported and produced by Inner Balance Psychology Center. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Dr. Alba Raffaella, psychologist and author of Breaking the Mirror, a story and guide on how to recognize and deal with narcissists, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I'm your host, Dr. Don Raffa, and joined with me today is my co-host, Mr. Anthony Dana. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. It's a nice Sunday morning, and I poured myself a uh, cup of mental health blend. Ooh, that's a good blend. Oh, you're sipping it as we speak. <sighs> yes. I generally prefer a dark roast over a medium, but this mental health blend is good. Yes, it has a- um, Has a kick. Earthy aroma. Is it doing its job and waking it, you up? It's um, musty, but in a good way. Musty. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. Musty. Hmm. All right. So our topic today is just that. It is a blend of mental health. And we have some Q&A from people that have written <laughs> written in yes. from around, around the, the so nation, not the globe. Right? We finally realized why we weren't getting any questions. They were being sent, but we weren't looking in the right places. There were bags and bags of letters at the post office right. of all places. I couldn't believe it. People are kicking it old school. There were at least three bags that we've been sifting through this yes. weekend. So we picked we've been some really good ones. And these are the batch that we chose. Sorry, my phone just. Oh. Let me turn phone. it down. Let me turn it off. It's like the movies. They're like, shh, turn off your phones. Exactly. Don't disrupt the audience. Here we go. Audience. Okay, it's on silent. Oh, actually, you know what word they use? I went to the movies the other day. Don't ruin the movie. So, did you know that if your phone goes off or you're on it during a movie, you have the power to ruin it? So, can I go to the manager and demand refund because somebody ruined the somebody movie for me? Yeah. Isn't that such a harsh statement? That is somewhat of a CBT distortion, correct? Like catastrophizing that one has the power to ruin my movie. I would yeah. say if everyone was doing it, that would potentially. I, I can understand. Listen, I understand you're trying to keep people from or encouraging people to turn off their phones, but yep. you know By you don't have to be you. so severe. It's not a matter of life and death. And I have to tell you, I see some culprits. I see some texters because they say, don't talk, don't text, don't ruin the movie. Well, it's if the movie's movie. really good, it's going to take a lot for me to like, you know, I mean, yeah, there's somebody maybe next to me on their phone and but I'm still enthralled with the movie, you know, like, I mean, I, I think your attention span just sucks. Well, <laughs> so full disclosure, I was in the movie and you texted me and I didn't answer you. Okay. Because I have it on my watch and I was like, mm, I'll wait and text. Well, so, so you, you know so still I the, didn't want to ruin. You didn't the movie. want to ruin the movie, so it worked for you. I also didn't want to ruin my experience with the movie. No, true. Or any anybody else's experience. Good if for I text you, because I knew I have that power. And what did I text you? Was it bad? Was it very important? Was I think no. I think it was. How was the movie? Or something? Oh, I, so maybe I thought it was done. I don't know. I just didn't. I guess I didn't gauge when you went in, or may not have told you it was a late movie. So anyway. Why don't you tell everybody what you saw now? Because now they're curious. I can tell. Like, well, Why don't what? I tell her? It what was, was a movie? really good movie. So it was The Black Phone. My son loves horror. So we went into a horror movie and it was surprisingly good. Ethan Hawke is the villain. And apparently he was in Sinister, which I've yet to see. And now we, we want to see. But it was such a cool concept. Like in the words of my child, it was a simple concept that was really good. And that's what he said. Very suspenseful and a psychological thriller is his feedback on this movie. And it was very suspenseful the whole time, I'd say. Built, and it was set back in the 1978. And they did a very good job of the scenery 
Good. Kind of like well, Stranger Things too, with the eighties, you know, yeah. making it look like I like when they true. when they do that when they Very do a true to era. Good job yeah. of yeah, immersing you back in that time period. Yeah. So it was very surprisingly good. Okay. So I would recommend it. Okay. All right. Well, we have quotes today. Yes, we do. Again, the topic is mental health blend. So Do you want to do yours first? Yeah. Since I just discussed a movie. Okay. Life has been immeasurably better since I have been forced to stop taking it so seriously. And that is from author Hunter S. Thompson, who I have not read, but he is very quotable. And he he is to me, the Mark Twain of the modern era, because Mark Twain was very quotable. And so is uh, this author. I think his most famous book is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Johnny Depp was uh, good friends with him before, I believe he killed himself. Go figure. But that just, uh, it's a good thing to just uh, get out of your own way and stop taking everything so seriously. You know, because I think we too many of us do that too often. Right. And finding some joy in life, which kind of loops us back into purposeful, meaningful life and living. And, you know, because there are dark days, right? There's some bad times and it's how you perceive of the situation and think about it that helps get you through it. Having realistic optimism is important. Maybe yeah. not like Mary Poppins, pie in the sky kind of fairy tale fantasy, but. Yeah. Don't sweat the small stuff. So I'm wondering, we have to find if does Mark Twain has a whole house. Remember, I think, was it Connecticut, mm-hmm. the Mark Twain house? So he had a whole exhibit or whatever, remember? Yes. So this guy doesn't have it. No, I don't think he does. I think he's, if he's from Arizona or, I don't know, like, I'll look him up more because so, I'm, I'm kind of interested in, in this guy now. So he wrote the book and then they made the movie? Yeah, yeah. He And the, Johnny Depp was in the movie because he's a big fan. And I saw that movie. Was it? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I remember it being pretty good. It was in the 90s or something. It was a dark comedy. It was, yeah. yeah. It was definitely a dark comedy. So mine is a little bit similar to yours. Go figure. Happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. And this, I believe, is Albus Dumbledore. So this is Dumbledore, right? From Mm -hmm. the Harry Potter movies? Yeah. So that's the character, not the man, even though the man said it. Well, no, the the actor. I don't know. And there were two actors who there was a... So the character gets not Yeah, I think the first one passed away after the second movie. But I think I remember that in... um, I want to say it was in um, Azkaban, but I could be wrong. I think I saw that, didn't I? Yeah. So, okay, interesting. So the character gets the credit for this quote, not the actor, even though the actor is the character. So anyway, remembering to turn on the light, kind of similar to yours, which is the finding optimism or finding hope and looking for happiness. And that's a whole nother topic, by the way. Happiness isn't like a one-time thing. Like, oh, I'm happy because I bought this car or I have this house or I went on this vacation, right? So we have Q&A today, correct? And a game. Right. So opening up the first letter. We have, I can't believe our bags of letters. So the first letter is from Saul from New Mexico writes in and asks, I have been told by friends that I have negative tendencies and I am a negative thinker and I always look at everything negatively. What can I do about this about myself? Okay. So the one thing sounds like Saul has is some insight into the fact that he has these negative automatic thoughts. So I've explained before, and I'll recap it with cognitive behavioral therapy, that we all have automatic thoughts that pop into our mind. And it takes some skill to notice what they are because we believe our thoughts to be true. And we don't really challenge or question them. And the essence of CBT is examining the evidence, right? So 
first step would be eliciting automatic thoughts. So noticing what your thoughts are. The best way to do that is when your mood shifts. So if you, on a scale of zero to 10, all of a sudden feel down, sad, irritable, depressed, maybe even anxious, ask yourself what's going through my mind right now. Now, the best way to really log this and do true, you know, CBT's homework is to have a log or a thought record or an app. There's a few apps. One of my favorites is called I Prompt You. It's I Prompt and the letter U. And you can start to like take notice because you'll have a theme of types of thinking you have. And then you can see the negative thoughts that come up. And then you can identify whether it's one of those cognitive distortions we discussed in one of our shows. People who dwell on the negative, people who catastrophize, people who have pessimism, people who overgeneralize, have all or nothing thinking when they're usually when they're depressed. So it really is examining your thoughts, which is an important step in managing anxiety and depression. And it's worth the work. And the cool thing about it is once you start writing it down and examining your pattern of thinking, you can do it without writing it down. I have a lot of people who I've been seeing for a long time and they'll catch their shoulds, they'll catch their all or nothing thoughts, they'll catch their what if thoughts. So it becomes a habit, it becomes automatic. So that is really the first step I would say, in catching, checking, and changing your thoughts. So Saul needs a good CBT therapist that actually practices CBT and doesn't just list it on Psychology Today as they do it. Maybe in New Mexico, he can find well, somebody in Albuquerque. That's, that's kind of an interesting segue to, I have a game today. So Very nice. Yeah. So one of the questions is, when we get to it, but the amount of psychologists per state and the highest amount in mm-hmm. different states. Um, okay. That's interesting. Fast facts. Oh, and one thing I want to mention before I forget I have in my notes. So it has just come to my attention that there is a new mental health suicide number, an emergency, like new national emergency number. It's 988 and it became effective as of yesterday and it's 24-7. So hopefully that's running smoothly <laughs> since yesterday. But it's good to know, you know, instead of maybe you don't have to dial 911, right. dial 988 instead. Okay. So Saul, hope you were listening and I hope that helps. The next question I have here is from a JR in Dallas, Texas. And he writes in, I have attracted many evil and toxic people in my life. How can I avoid this? So what do we have to say? (laughs) Uh, What advice do we have to give to good old JR? (laughs) JR. Okay. Well, JR, I guess you would have to look at what kind of person you are. Are you a people pleaser? Mm. Are you not saying no? Are you too, you know, permissive and not assertive enough? Usually these individuals ask a lot or get mad at you if you start to say no to things. They drain your energy. Energy vampire is an actual word, right? They may just have mood swings or irritable mood. They might not be understanding. They could be jealous whether you're dating these people or you're friends with these individuals, they don't really respect your time or your individuality. Run away, (laughs) set boundaries with them and stay away from these individuals because you might be seeking their approval and that's what you're getting out of the relationship, but they're actually, you know, taking advantage of you and you might be then stuck with their roller coaster or their drama. Or JR could just be a son of a bitch and he's just poking the bear. He could. So you have to, yeah. I mean, that, that it, it, there's only so much that Swing we Swing to the opposite. There's only so much that you can do with a question because you don't know who the person is. You don't know or, who the person or, is yeah, yeah. and but, I'm making but, assumptions about Jay. Right. But if, if it's just uh, black and think, white. Okay. Well, listen, do you think that, because that maybe this has happened, right? When you start setting boundaries with people and being assertive, they don't like it. And you could become a son of a bitch, as you say, and they then view you, but they don't know where it comes from. They don't know the origin story of JR. No. Or let's say the Joker. They don't know. I mean, he wasn't a good guy, but whatever. He had some trauma in his history. Sure. 
So maybe people swing to the opposite and they start being mean, you know, because they don't have that balance between setting healthy boundaries and being assertive, but still being a nice guy. Bring out the worst in everyone around you. What if they, what if he then becomes toxic? Ooh, that's possible. JR becomes toxic. Ooh, yes. Without the proper guidance of a mental health practitioner. Well, he may. I would imagine Texas has a lot of psychologists out there that he can... Well, do you know what else is a factor, by the way? If JR drinks alcohol, that could... Bourbon and branch, I do believe. It might might make him more of a... That's th- just a guess. Could Or vodka, cranberry. Yes. All right. Good luck, JR. Good luck, JR. Okay. And finally, we have our last question that... It was tough. Anthony, it was very tough sifting through these questions. Yes. We, we had such good questions. This our one... Pay, our sack... Wasn't there a letter to Santa? Yes, there was a, some young young uh, Trevor, I believe, uh, Dear Santa Claus, and that got mixed in our our, our batch, and um, <laughs> unfortunately, and he's a little bit late to the party. Look, there's Christmas in July. Well, I guess that's so. an event. Did you I, ever see that? Yeah, Christmas <laughs> in July. See, maybe that's what he's. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's who he's going. Okay, for. all right, go ahead. But the next question is from a Gloria from Anaheim, and she asks. How do you recognize anxiety? I've been told that I'm anxious and and I don't see it, but Lori wants to know, how do I recognize anxiety in myself? How would she know that she's anxious? Yes. Well, ironically, you would think that it's obvious, but it isn't always obvious. Like some people come into therapy and they don't realize they have an anxiety disorder. Some individuals go to the hospital because they believe they're having a heart attack when they're actually having a um, a panic attack. So there's physical signs of anxiety generally, sweating, nervous, feeling nervous, keyed up, unable to relax, dizziness, GI distress, headaches, obviously elevated like heart rate. Those are the physical signs of anxiety, but it's also the, the ruminating. People don't realize when they start to obsess and ruminate that that's anxiety. They think that it's just being, oh, I'm just a worry ward or I'm just prepared. And often when we deal with family history for people, we'll ask if there's anyone in the family that may suffer from anxiety. And they'll inevitably say, yeah, my grandmother was a worry ward. My aunt or my uncle was a worrier because back then they didn't really get diagnosed as readily as they do today. So some people are really surprised. So there's often physical signs and the behavioral clue is avoidance. What is it that you're avoiding most likely due to anxiety or fear? Also the clue for anxious thinking is what if people stuck with generalized anxiety disorder and OCD? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And it's the hamster wheel of what if, right? Right. What do, do you, you know what, people like this? Yes. Gloria, what are you avoiding? You're avoiding something. Perhaps. <laughs> Make a list. Make a list. Well, check it twice. Wait, no, that's excuses. the other letter. That's a different one. Yeah. People will often with social anxiety disorder say, well, I just don't like social gatherings or parties. And there's fears, there's anxiety that they may have attached to it, you know? So you would think these signs are readily noticeable. And the one true sign, especially in children, is stomach aches. If they start saying that they have stomach aches, especially on a Sunday night before school or before an event, they'll go to their gastroenterologist and they will say, you do not have any issues. Go see a psychologist. Um, or they could be constipated. Yeah. Like Jake. Yeah. Like Jake like from Jake Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men. Yeah. We we're, just, we're into that. We're binge watching that show. Just two and a Half Men know. is pretty funny. Yeah. It reminds me of modern family. It's funny. There, yeah. Well, yeah. There, there was, there was a Charlie cool. from Malibu, but I didn't use that letter, but maybe next time. Oh, there was? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. wonder if it's his I heard he has a lot of problems. Charlie? Well, right. maybe not Charlie, but Charlie the Harper. other guy, his alter ego. <laughs> Charlie Harper. Uh-huh. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So these are very good questions. Yes. I'm so glad. And we, and we have, so I have a, a huge sack to sift through and I will go through and You'll do we, some will, we will filter these throughout. This is a, it's a, well, I'm so glad that people are finally writing in. Yes. Thank gosh. Okay, so now. Now the fun begins. I want to play a game. <laughs> and 
what I have here. And I have not seen any no, of these questions she has not. or so answers, I promise. I did a little research and I came up with what I found. I didn't come up with this. This is the, so since you were, you were talking about the suicide number. Oh, number, yeah. Yeah. So there is the percentage of suicides per state, the highest no, like the highest state. With the highest, yeah, the highest percentage per state based on population and percentage of, of you know, suicides per year. This is from 2021. The top four, I'm going to give you the top four. You tell me what's number one. Okay. Okay. So in no specific order, Alaska, Wyoming, New Mexico, Montana. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's so, the top four. So which one is the, the highest yeah, suicide rate? So who, right? who takes the cake? All right. So- Funny that my immediate thought is, wow, I would be sad in these states too. Except New Mexico. Okay, so say them again, please. Alaska, Wyoming, New Mexico, Montana. So let me tell you my rationale behind my answer. Sure. So I'm going to say Alaska and I'll tell you why. Because it's dark there half a year. Darkness tends to make people sad with seasonal affective disorder. We don't have a lot of sunlight. Sunlight makes you happy. (laughs) It makes you happy. Not actually, but it encourages happiness, happiness, correct? It produces vitamin D, probably serotonin. All right. So I'm going to go with Alaska. Okay. Close, but no cigar. Number two is Alaska. Really? Number three is Wyoming. I almost said Wyoming. Number four is New Mexico. Montana Montana has the highest suicide rate. I don't know much about Montana. I know it's a big state and I know it borders Canada. That's right. about it. So I wonder the methodology of the suicide. Is it guns? Because they have guns in this state. Is it hanging? Is There's it not much to accidental? do. It's boredom. Uh, Drug overdose. We have, uh, to, we have to dive deep. Mind I know it's. Be- I heard it's beautiful. Yeah, define beautiful. <laughs> uh, the scenery, the landscape. Uh, well, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Plains, right? Like there's. Yeah. A lot of, is there other mountains in Montana? Yeah, mountains. Uh, you know, it's just it's. Um, what mountains? Well, the, 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 yeah, the Rockies, the, 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 the tippy top of the Rockies. Isn't I there believe. a song about Montana? I'm yeah. sure there is. I don't know off the top of my head. Or there's cattle. Cattle in Montana. Yeah. There's cattle. I'm in sure there's uh, some country you western You think the cows song. kill themselves in Montana too? Glenn Campbell singing it, Montana. I don't know. Now, how That's, about the least four suicide rates? So okay. these four states. The happier states? Well, well, they're not killing themselves. Maybe okay. they're not happy, but they're, <laughs> they're, not, but they're, they're, not, killing but they're not cashing in their chips. Are you going to give me the four? Or am I'll, I give you the, I'll give you the four of the least amount. You tell me the, the least, the number one least amount. That makes that doesn't make sense. <laughs> the bottom but of the I list. I think you're following. Okay. New York State, uh-huh. New Jersey, Massachusetts, Maryland. Whoa. They are the least four. So all Northeast. Wow. I, was, I know. You know, so if I had to randomly select, I would say it would have been California. California was the fifth least. Fifth, wow. Okay. What is a big state? Well, this is, no, this isn't happy. This is just, they're not I killing know. themselves. Okay. okay. I got it. I got it. <laughs> As much. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the Sunshine State. Yeah. Okay. They're not killing themselves. They're probably as miserable much. as, you know, but. All right. So New just... Jersey, Maryland, New York, and what was the other one? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. All right. I'm going to say the least is Massachusetts. You know why? Dad, why? Because they're Patriot fans. <sighs> You can be a Patriot fan in any state. Correct. But no. They have it's, an amazing state. It's, it's New York State. New York State. New York State. They're not. Wow. Yeah. I knew New Jersey wasn't it. New Jersey, New Jersey is the second high. least. Yeah? Yeah. Get out. Even it, South Jersey. You can move it. I, I can exciting. show you my work. That's exciting. Yes. We're in a pretty good state. It, well, I, okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> There's we're a just not off. killing ourselves as much as the other 48 of the other states. The next, okay, so I believe I made a mistake as I told you that we're going to find out the most amount of psychologists per state. I didn't do that. I did highest salary. 
So what state, Mm -hmm. if you're a psychologist, has the highest salary? Now, the cost of living could be considerable, yeah. so th- well, that's right. not always necessarily- you can get paid a ton in Wyoming, but because yeah, well, compared yeah, okay. to the cost yeah, of living. Exactly. Right? Because right? it's cheaper for- you know, Or you don't get that much in Wyoming, but doesn't cost you much to- To live. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Live there. and you're not going anywhere. Right. So the okay. top four highest salaries, if you're a psychologist, and they are, in no specific order, California, yeah. Oregon, New Jersey, Hawaii. California. California is number one. Yes, yeah? that okay. is the high. If you are a psychologist, well, that is the highest average salary. You know why I was thinking California? San Francisco is pretty expensive to live, and you probably get paid decent there. And LA and Beverly Hills, you know, celebrity to the star. I mean, psychologist to the stars and stuff. So California. And like I, you I said, need to go there. People are more <laughs> aware of, of their, their health, their mental, and that's and physical and mental. So they want to be well-rounded, right? Sure. And they're paying for it. Probably, sure. And they see the value in mental health and how it connects to you know, well-being. I didn't do the lowest. I, I didn't look that up. So where uh, was New Jersey? We are, okay, so California is uh, number one. Oregon is number two, New Jersey. And then Hawaii is the fourth. Wow, Hawaii. Hawaii is expensive. Yeah, but it's beautiful there. It's gorgeous. Okay, and the last two games for the uh, list per state is the highest rate of depression. Okay. So the highest percentage of, report, of, reported. of reports reported depression. Again, there might be depression. There are a lot of, yeah, probably a lot a of cave. closet cases, right? Correct. Living in a cave, depressed. So on record, our top four. Okay, I'll give you, as an honorable mention, number five is Kentucky. So the top four, and give me the number one, uh-huh. is Maine, Arkansas, West Virginia, Oregon. Oh my God. Tough contenders. All right. I'm going to say West Virginia because that's a sad seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a toss up between there and Arkansas. Yeah. And, and my mother is from West Virginia. Well, she was born there. Is it West Virginia? Uh, no, no. West Virginia is number two. But yeah, wow. it's, it's, I've, I've been there and it's, oof, oh, yeah. It's very, very dismal. Not much going on. It's very small. Um, square square footage or miles or whatever. Number so number four is Arkansas. Let's go from work our way up. Number three is Maine, okay. and that would make Oregon the highest. Get yeah, out. well, well, they have the second most amount of psychology. Oh no, that's the highest salary. So highest second highest salary for okay. Oregon. So that correlates. Is it because it's just like I mean, rainy. I know it's rainy in Washington State. Might be rainy up there too because it's close. People little- like to go to Portland and. see. Seattle, right? Like it is. Well, Kurt Cobain is from there. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, no, you know, would be from Washington State, right? So oh, Oregon right. is just just below that. Oregon. I don't know. It is rainy there again. I think it correlates with the less sunshine. And states. it's reported. It's just reported. So reported. Oh wow. So don't yeah. go there if you're depressed. Right now, the lowest amount of reported depression cases. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll give you honorable mention. The fifth lowest is Texas, mm. but now the top four, and you give me the lowest yeah. or the bottom four, I should say. The least. The least, person. right. Okay. Least reported is New York State, California, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and Hawaii. Okay. So toss up for me between Hawaii and California, but I'm going to- s- One of them is the right answer. Okay. So I've narrowed it down. Mm-hmm. All right. Hawaii. Hawaii is the least- Absolutely hope so. Now, here's here. Now, this is they might have some other problems, but that's not one of them. The second lowest New Jersey is New Jersey. Get I know. Get. It's, 
Are these the people at the beach? Well, a lot of us keep things... uh, Correct, correct. Close to the cuff. Keep our cards close to our vest, right? Mm, All right, all right. And number three is California, and number four is New York State. So we have less depression in Jersey than California? Reported. 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 I understand reported. I understand. Uh, I think a lot of people are just fooling themselves or in (laughs) denial, whichever. Well, we do have some great things in Jersey. Yeah, like... um, the beach. The beach being my favorite. And actually, you know what's a great place to visit? Blue Anchor. Blue Anchor, New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> or wait, New Brooklyn. Or New Brooklyn is also a, a spot that many are There's wineries to. in New Jersey. There's little towns. Well, okay, so here's something I noticed. Wait, so, didn't we find a town once called like Jersey Town or something? What was it called? We saw it on Google Maps. Probably. I, I love weird. some names of some areas. I'm like, what? Hey, Jersey City's great and Hoboken because you get a beautiful view of New York. Philly's close by. I have so so these five There's farms and the Jersey five, tomatoes. The five least reported depression, they all have something in common. Okay, yeah. so here they Hawaii, New York, California, New York, and Texas all have one thing in common. You said New York twice. New York, New Jersey. I get them mixed up. Um, How? <laughs> well, just because the people in North Jersey think they're New Yorkers. And they both start with new. Yeah, um, what? exactly. What's um, your observations are? They all have beaches. They, they all border beaches. an ocean. What? New York State has beaches. New Jersey has beaches. Texas has, well, Texas borders mm-hmm. the Gulf, Gulf of Mexico, but there's beaches. All right. And California and Hawaii, obviously Hawaii. So you're saying they're not landlocked. They're not landlocked. Yeah, exactly. I just, yeah, I right. think about growing up, I even... I realized this at an early age when I would go to the shore in the summertime. Wow. If I lived in Kansas, I'd be so like, again, I wouldn't know what I'm missing, but I would be so like, if I moved to Kansas or moved to a landlocked state and I don't have a beach that's, you know, an hour or two away, right? Absolutely my criteria. I don't really visit those states. Colorado, you know, I drove cross country twice, so I was in those states, but like I would never would. Yeah. And I know there's, there's lake lakes that have a beach and it's just not the same same thing when you have waves waves crashing on you and so when i went to chicago lake is lake michigan right yeah it has waves did i ever tell you that it looks looks like an ocean so that's a close second okay okay at least that day it did Hmm. it was wavy okay not the same salt Mm, probably it's not salt water so well this was a good uh, mental health blend it was a good blend do you feel like you're um blended Yes. Your mental health is good today. Yes. How's your like life work balance? Yeah, I, I mean, I think a shot of espresso with the blend will be uh, will be apropos. I, you have a double espresso. Yes. Why not? When in Rome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have more letters. I have some more letters to. Um, I have some more letters to uh, go through uh, for the next uh, blend, or maybe I'll just uh, the next topic. We'll blend in. Yeah. Well, letters. Yeah. Well, just, I'm so excited about the letters. Yeah, me too. Wasn't it great when I went to the post office and I texted you and said, oh my God, this is where all our fan mail is. bags and bags. Well, I kept getting notices like to pick up stuff and I was just assuming it was a package. Yes. And our postman, Cliff Clavin, was very helpful in in loading uh, the bags for us. Appreciate that, Cliff. So now they're in my house and actually I'll take them to the Marlton office. I have some space there. Yes. I'm sure... I'll have to ask my uh, admins to help. I'm sure they, that won't be an eyesore for anybody. It's exciting. Yes. It's more exciting than an email. Yeah, you have the room. I do. At the new office. Oh, Malton. I have an extra room. Yes, don't you? Oh, off number seven. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, sore subject. 
No, no, it's okay. totally fine. Hey, we're filling up. I yes. just hired, you know, a lot of people. It's summertime, ebbs and flows. It's So what I'm noticing, by the way, real quick, is that it's a traditional summer. It seems to be where last week, the week before was quiet, 4th of July, end of school. This week's picking up. But like during COVID, obviously, it was, you know, very busy. It still is. There's mm-hmm. wait lists. Oh, there's still people that oh, have yeah. the COVID hangover. Well, I mean, or just, you know, just the run of the mill, anxiety, depression, child behavioral issues or whatever. But yeah, telehealth is still an option. So people are still doing that. But we are seeing a lot of people coming into the office. But yes, we are taking new patients. I do sometimes take new patients. So yeah, I think that it's good to have a good work life balance. And we're going to go do that now. Right. And yeah, take advantage of the warm weather and the summer. Off. Right. Oh, one of the things that I didn't say, which I needed to, was a statistic about your statistic. According to the CDC, I don't know what, mm, I didn't fact check this, but you or someone close might have been diagnosed with a mental health issue. According to the CDC, more than 50% will be diagnosed with a mental illness or disorder at some point in their lifetime. So pretty high. So mental health is very important. Make sure you take good care of it. Drink your espresso. Go to the beach, right? Yes. Or not. Stay away from those states. Whatever, you know. Whatever floats your boat. Well, within reason. Yeah, sure. Yeah, within reason. Within reason. Yeah, it's not borderline dangerous. All right. So as always, thanks for listening to our show. Catch all of our episodes and more at www.innerbalancepsychology.com or talktherapycbt.com. Email us if you have any questions at info at innerbalancepsychology.com or send letters to our PO box, which was never disclosed, but they found us. Remember to stop it and give yourself a chance. Thank you.